Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation, it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. Here are your hosts, Tyler and Charlie. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast brought to you by our good friends at MyBookie. And yes, guys, I know I tell you every episode, but I can't say it enough because I want you guys to make some money. That's what these shows are for. So if you haven't yet, go ahead and do it right now. Create a new account on MyBookie and use the promo code UGA to double that first deposit. They have extended this promotion all the way through the rest of the season. And originally it was just going to be September, but the returns were so good. So many of you are signing up. They want to keep this thing rolling. So if you have not signed up yet, it is not too late. We are not even quite yet through the halfway point of the college football season. So there's plenty of time left for you to sign up and put some money in your pocket with my bookie. So bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. I am your host, Tyler, and Charlie is here with me once again for our week six picks of the week. Charlie, I just said it's not quite the midway point in the college football season, but it ain't far away. We're about a week away from that, which, God, that sucks. We're having so much fun, and then it's just gone, poof, disappears, and it breaks my heart. But you know what? we got to live in the moment, Charlie. I guess so. You Halfway through. Wow. Almost halfway through. I mean, we uh, after this week, technically, we'll be halfway through our schedule. You get the bye week in there, so we're not quite halfway through, but... Yeah, like I said, really close, and that sucks. I want more college football. Don't think about it like that. Can we have a 17-game schedule like the NFL? Can we do that? I I don't know if you could handle that. That's not our decision. I know it's not. It'll never happen, but it's just the shortest, like, it's the longest wait between seasons, and it's the shortest season. It just sucks. It's the greatest sport of all time, so it sucks, but you know what? We don't have to worry about that right now. We've still got a lot of football left to play, and we are back, boys and girls. Yes, I will admit Week four was not so good for Charlie and I. After opening on a heater the first three weeks of the season, hitting about 65% of our picks combined, week four was, uh, yeah, indeed, our first losing week of the season. You got to own it, you got to be accountable, and it was not a great week for us. But now, through five weeks of the season, it still remains our lone losing week because we bounced back in a big way last week, Charlie, going a combined 19 and 11, I think is what you told me. Just giving you guys winner after winner last week to put some money in your pockets with my bookie. 
Charlie, I know you have all the details in your handy-dandy notebook, so do you want to recap real quick how last week went for both of us? All right, well, you went 11-7. and seven. You got your parlay and your upset special with Oklahoma State taking down Baylor. Feel pretty good about that one. I went 8-4, and four and I got my parlay. I was one backdoor cover. You were close to having like a 9-3, and 10-2 week. Very I was. close. Um, but NC State scored a garbage touchdown with 53 seconds left to sink that pick. I was watching that game, Charlie, after uh, after I got back to the hotel after our game Saturday night. And I was watching because I knew you had money on that one. And I was like, oh, I think she's going to get this one. And then, no, they score at 53 seconds. I'm like, please don't score, don't score for Charlie. For Charlie, do it for Charlie. And no, they scored. The backdoor covered. That had to hurt. Yeah, well. But you're close. Like that does it hurt worse? I had already forgotten. Would about you rather it. just like not even be close or be so close and then just have your bet sunk at the very end like well, that? Well that Mizzou Auburn game really got me. Oh, that was one of the worst beats the I've seen in a week. long time. Like honestly, that was that was one of the worst beats I've seen in a long time. And you were so confident in that pick and you do a really good job with these SEC upset specials that I even put some money, not not as much as you, I don't think, but I put some on that as well. So I was right there with you and then they just blew that one. That one that not, one definitely hurt. I'm not doing so hot on the upset specials. I'm currently 0-4 for my upset specials. But I was so close. You, I mean, you were very, very close that week, Charlie. And like, I will give you credit. Your upset specials, like my upset specials that I've gone with so far, the line's been like between three and seven points. So those are upset specials because we're picking an, an underdog to win outright, but they're not as aggressive as maybe some that you have picked. So i got to give you credit for putting yourself out there and going with like a big eh, upset special. Take a flyer every right? once in a while I, it, it, or it, every week. Hey, if you hit one, it pays out big. Yeah. Pays out big. Sorry. So I All went 11-7, right. Eight and four, you went 8-4. and four. You did get your parlay though? I did. There you go. Our running season totals stand with Tyler 39-27, and 27, which is 59%. He's now 3-3 three and three on upset specials and he's 3-2 and two on weekly parlays. I am currently 25-20, and 20, which is 56%. Uh, I went. I've gone two and one on parlays, and again, still looking for the first upset special. I am now zero and four. You just got to be less aggressive on those upset specials. But then it's not as fun. It's not as fun. It doesn't pay out as much, but you still don't lose money. You well, know, but it's I'm less not, likely to lose I'm money. I'm not betting a ton okay. on those. Your units aren't that big. No. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, how do you feel about last week? Was it good to bounce back like that? It had to feel good. It was nice to put some checks on my list instead of just crossing stuff out in a very angry fashion. Yeah, because I mean, like we both had rough weeks in week four, but I don't want to put you on the spot. Um, you were what? You don't want to put me on the I spot. I don't, but, but it wasn't... It, you had a, Oh, it was ugly. It was not great. Thank you for bringing that up It wasn't up great. Again. No, I'm bringing it up to say, wow, Charlie, like you bounced back in a big way. Again, you were close to like a 10 and 2 week. You really were not that far off. I um I feel pretty good about the picks from last week. There was a couple that you know what I ended up going eleven and seven overall. Hit the parlay, hit the upset special, which certainly helped me with my units. I actually ended the week up eight and a half units just last week because the upset special that helped me out there, and of course the parlay as well. But there were a couple other ones that I didn't hit that were close to hitting. The Iowa State Kansas game was the biggest frustration for me last week. I had Iowa State minus three. They dominated that game. They lost 14 and 11. They missed three field goals, a couple of them chip shots, turned the ball over a couple of times, dominated the the yardage margin, and still found a way to lose that game. They were the better team. I, well, I mean, they dominated the game other than the scoreboard. So I guess maybe you're not the better team, but they should have won that game. So I lost that bet, and that one was a little frustrating for me. But overall, Charlie, I feel pretty good. I mean, LSU, I thought LSU would cover the nine at Auburn. I know at night, I kind of regret that pick now. At night, it's a rivalry game. Probably shouldn't have gone there. 
Uh, and Houston, Charlie, I'm just done with Houston. I'm done with Houston. I, I don't understand what's happening. They keep going to overtime and keep losing games in overtime. They lost to a Tulane team that was down to their third string quarterback early in that game, and somehow Houston still lost that game. I do, there's infighting there. It's toxic inside the locker room, and I don't think they're going to recover from this. So that was a bad preseason pick by me. as a bad bet. I'm done with Houston. No moss. No moss on Houston. But overall, felt pretty good about it. All right. Well, you ready to move into this We got some picks. picks. I don't feel as great about this week's slate. As, at least I'm not as confident, but we got picks to make, Charlie. And get out some winners. I'll say I'm always a little nervous. Well, I mean, it's betting. You, I mean, you never yeah. know. You're just kind of like... You want to get more right than you get wrong. Quietly you shaking. You make money that way. It's quietly profits. Shaking, all about profit, Charlie. Quietly shaking inside well, at all well, times. Well, you said that... Is that more about the money you're losing or your reputation here on the show? Because you said you don't bet... You're not betting that much money. It doesn't your have to do with making it public. I just don't want to be wrong. There's a lot in that. Yeah, honestly, like, the money's nice, but we're human. We like to be right. It's nice to, like, be right about things, and... That's where it is. Like, I want to win money. I don't like. Actually, it boils down to I don't want to look stupid. Yeah. To for myself sure. or anyone else. Especially when you you're I a part of a, a college football podcast. I like yes. to put check marks, not check marks are good. The green check like, marks. Like rip a hole in the paper because I've gone over it with a. Yes, of course. You are so the only times. one in America still putting your stuff. This you're like a 1957 bookie here with your little notebook. But hey, it works. Thanks. That'd be great. I know that's a compliment to you. Yeah. I know that that's what you're going for. Ready to go? All right, let's go. All right, well, let's kick this episode off in Death Valley, where the game is starting at 11 o'clock local time. That should give the Volunteers a pretty big advantage on Saturday. Uh, LSU beat Auburn last week, but it wasn't beautiful. But it was, it was a, a win. win. It was a win. Okay. Tennessee is undefeated with their most notable win over Florida a couple of weeks ago. But Florida has been up and down and Yeah, who is Florida? Do we even really still again? know at this point? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the Vols have a high-powered offense, and LSU is led by Jaden Daniels, who's a serious threat with his legs if he's healthy this week. Is he playing? He What's did go out. You know, it, it se- he was at practice. It seems like he is going to play in this game. All right. The current line is Tennessee minus three. I think Tennessee will win this one and cover. I'm not putting it on my card. I'm going to take the over in this game, which is 62. Is that 65 now? Did you get it at 62? I got it at 62. Okay, did you got it at 62? Yeah, and that's, that's the thing about this show, guys. Like, we record this. We don't record this on Friday. So, lines change during the week. So, we're giving you the lines that we've got, like, most recently. The most current lines that we've got by the time you listen to it, depending on when you listen to it, they might have changed a little bit. So, there's that. Just putting yeah, that out I there. Yeah, when I looked, it was 62. Yeah, so that's fine. That's fine. Okay, so I, um, I, Charlie, you said it right. Tennessee really lucked out with the game time here. If this game was at night in Baton Rouge, I think I... Oh, it would be over. I would pick LSU to win outright. Absolutely. And I wouldn't even think twice about it. I'd be like, like, oh, LSU underdog at night at home with that Tennessee defense? Yes, please. Sign me up right now. But it's a noon game, 11 o'clock local, as you were telling us. And like, it's still going to be a tough environment. It's still Baton Rouge. It's still LSU. But it's not going to be as difficult of an environment. There's no getting around that. So Tennessee certainly lucked out with this game time. When this game time was announced, I was kind of pissed because I want Tennessee to lose. And them getting the, uh, the 11 o'clock local slot, very, very lucky there. And, Charlie, Tennessee is also coming off a of bye week. You know how I feel about teams coming off a of bye week. Unless there's a massive disadvantage, a massive gap in talent, if you're even remotely close, the bye week can be a deciding factor. And I certainly look strong at that. So signs point to Tennessee here, Charlie. The LSU defense is very good. Although they did let Robbie Ashford get the pocket far too much last week and hit some explosive plays. But still a very good, very talented defense. 
I just worry about LSU scoring enough points. And I know the Tennessee defense is bad. I know they have issues in the secondary especially. But LSU, they're trying, they're kind of figuring out what they want to be offensively. And what they want to be is they want to be a running team. And that's really led by Jaden Daniels from the quarterback position. He's a dynamic throughout his legs. He's not an overly proficient passer. He he can hit, he actually throws a pretty nice vertical ball down the field, but you know, 10, 20 yards down the field, short intermediate range, he's not especially accurate. He his understanding of what they're doing doing to him from a coverage standpoint is erratic at times. He throws the ball in harm's way far too much. But if they can lean on his legs, then potentially they might be able to score enough points. But that's I, I just worry about LSU scoring points here, so that's why I'm not gonna pick a side here. I'm going to go with the point total. I'm actually going to fight you on this one, Charlie. You said you're going over? Yeah. So we have different numbers here. I have 65 is what I saw. So I've got under 65. I'm not going to go under 62, but I'm going to take the under 65 here. I think Tennessee is the better team and probably wins the game. Although, again, Tiger Stadium, any time of the day, still a very tough environment. But I want Tennessee to lose this game so badly that I simply cannot bring myself to have to root for them. Because like you said earlier, Charlie, if I pick them, I have a rooting interest in Tennessee, right? Because I want to be right. It's not so much the money. I want to be right. And I cannot sit there at the bar in Athens on Saturday before our game rooting for Tennessee. I will feel disgusting. I cannot do that. So I'm not going to pick a side here, even though I do think Tennessee will probably win. I think they're the better team. If it was on a neutral site, I would take Tennessee. Baton Rouge gives LSU a chance to stay in this one. Um, but if you look at the numbers here, four of LSU's five games this season have gone under. They are not great offensively. Tennessee is very, very good on offense, but there's no Cedric Tillman, their top wide receiver. Still looks like he's going to be out this game, and hopefully the Tiger faithful, even though it's an early kick, will make it just tough enough for an opposing offense for this under to his. I'm going to take under 65. It would be magical, Charlie. I'm going to give you the 62 if it was like 63, where you hit and I hit. You know, that, That's the happy spot. That's where you want to hit. So I got, yeah, LSU, UT, under 65 points. All right, I wrote it down. Yes, wrote. Did you write it down? down. You wrote it down. All right, well, a great Is that game. even English? I guess it's English. Those are words on a piece of paper. Un, un is a word? I guess that's an abbreviation. Okay. Well, I was trying to move the show along. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough. Well, see, so, if you just had a spreadsheet, you wouldn't have to like take time to write. I'm just saying. But you do your thing. You do your thing. Then I have to go back and forth between do your tabs. Thing. Do your thing. Oh, man, it's very difficult. All right. Well, I think a great game in the SEC West this weekend is Arkansas at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. The Razorbacks have lost their last two games to Texas A&M and Bama. Those two losses have just been demoralizing. To the Especially the, the A&M loss. Like yeah. they, off the top of the upright, like, dear God, they had that Mississippi game. State just beat A&M last weekend, so they may not be as on edge as the Razorbacks who really need to win this weekend. Uh, this game is at Mississippi State, so the Cowbells can always, oh, I would think, yes. would be a distraction. I don't understand how that's legal. Because you're not supposed to have artificial noisemakers in, in a stadium, but Mississippi State just gets an exception because have, of tradition. Do you just argue this at least once a year? I have to. Just try, like, okay. I'm all about fairness, Charlie. Rules are rules. We're making an exception for Mississippi State just because they've always done it. They don't have the rule. Don't, let everyone do it then. Well, to Arkansas's advantage, the kickoff is at 11 o'clock local time. So hopefully they can take advantage of it. I think Arkansas rebounds this weekend and takes down Mississippi State. Uh, but the spread is nine with some uncertainty surrounding... KJ Jefferson's status. Yeah. So I'm gonna take I I'm gonna take Arkansas plus nine. Plus nine. And I'm gonna go ahead and call for an upset special because he's supposed to Whoa. travel. He's supposed to travel with the team. He practiced yesterday. He did. So but it's concussion protocol. 
But did he, he have know. a concussion? Was that confirmed? He, he, well, they won't confirm it, but he did practice. He is traveling, so that tells you that he's at least close. Well, we also just found out that Joe Burrow apparently has had multiple concussions and has blacked out in games. So yeah, guys, yeah, guys can fake these. How things, smart yeah. are all of these people? And this is not the NFL. The concussion, the concussion protocols are not the same as they are, as strict as they are. Even though, like you saw what happened with Tua Tagovailoa, like you know, I don't know how strict they are in the NFL, even though they say they are. Wow, that is a bold strategy, Cotton. It makes it more fun. So this is what I was talking about, Charlie. When you go with your upset specials and a nine-point underdog, like it's fun, and I respect the hell out of it. Sam Pittman. I respect. Like, so you're trying to compensate for your preseason pick. You had them going like. Seven I would do five. it anyways. I respect the hell out of it, but that is that's what I'm talking about. If you want to stop going over on your upset specials, you might want to think about the games that I'm you're okay picking. with that. I'm okay with that. Hey, if this one hits, Charlie, I'm like, like this might count for like three upset specials if this one hits. Especially if KJ Jefferson does not play. I, you know what, Charlie? I, I was not going to have a play on this one. And that was primarily because of the status of KJ Jefferson, the uncertainty there. Without KJ, I mean, he is their, not their entire offense, but he is the centerpiece of that offense. And without him, again, if Cade Fortin, who's actually from Georgia, uh, he's a non-scholarship guy. He transferred in from South Florida. I think, he, I think he originally, if I remember correctly, committed to North Carolina. Then that didn't work out. Goes to South Florida because obviously you had Sam Howell. Then he goes to South Florida and that didn't work out. So now he's at Arkansas. But they seem to feel like he's a pretty good player. Um, Malik Hornsby was the guy who was the backup last year. He's been playing a little receiver. It looks like it's going to be Cade Fortin ahead of him if Jefferson does not play. If Jefferson does not play, Arkansas has no chance to win this game and probably is not going to cover it. Although I will say just the uh, uncertainty of like what that looks like, it makes it a tough prep for Mississippi State because Cade Jefferson is just a different kind of quarterback than Hornsby or Fortin. So what? And I will give a lot of credit to... Kendall Bryles. I think he's a fantastic offensive coordinator. One of the best things Sam Pittman did was bringing him in as the OC. And even if Jefferson can't play, he's going to have some tricks up his sleeve and make it tough on Mississippi State to prepare for whatever this offense might look like. Sands, KJ Jefferson. So there's maybe a little bit of intrigue there. I'm with you, Charlie. I think that Jefferson probably plays, if I'm reading between the lines, Sam Pittman's been very coy about this. But this is me probably, um, this is probably more of wishful thinking for me because I do have that big preseason win total bet for Arkansas to go over six and a half that A&M loss I know it hurt a lot of people who had some money on that one and thought they were going to win that game it killed me and I honestly in my calculations preseason didn't count on them winning that football game but I also didn't count on KJ Jefferson getting hurt I thought they might beat Mississippi State on the road I thought they would get one of Mississippi State and A&M they almost got A&M blew that once they need this one and I really, really want them to win. So maybe this is wishful thinking. I'm not going to go as far as you and pick them to win outright, but I am going to take Arkansas plus nine. I think that line's a little inflated by virtue of what Mississippi State did to Texas A&M last week, although I just think A&M is just not very good, to be quite honest with you. And also, of course, the Jefferson stuff. I think Jefferson will probably play. Don't know. So this is a risky bet. I'm probably only going to put one unit on this. I'm not going to go heavy on this because of the uncertainty there, but I want to have a little juice on this one, Charlie. So give me Arkansas. I'm with you there. Arkansas plus the nine. Okay. Well, undefeated Bama is currently ranked number one after Georgia barely beat Mizzou last weekend. Bryce Young had a shoulder injury last weekend. Do we know if he's playing? What's the latest? I mean, I heard we're it's... not going to know until right. we kick off. Okay. No way. So we don't I think know. he'll play. I think he'll play. Texas A&M lost in Starkville last weekend and should be pumped for this game because every team wants a chance to knock off number one and also your you have all the, the, the drama over the, or I guess the spring and summer with Saban and Jimbo, right? Right, and the you know they're the number one ranked team. It's also their biggest rival in the SEC West. Um, if the Aggies lose, they will have three losses on the year, and we're only in week six. If they lose this game, I don't think they end up better than six and six, which they're going to lose this okay. game. I think they're probably a six and six team. Okay, yeah, 
I mean, if you look I at agree. it, did you see the news today? Max Johnson was like, his, the reports are his hand is broken. Oh, no. So they're back to Haynes King. According oh, to Alabama, man. like, okay, turnover machine, Haynes King. All right. All right, good luck. Well, a lot of people thought A&M was the second best team in the West, but it may be Ole Miss. Maybe Ole Miss. It might still be LSU. Might be LSU. It might Mississippi. be Mississippi State. Might be Mississippi State. I'm not even kidding. We could all change our minds if Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies find a way to beat Bama on Saturday, but I don't think that's going to happen. Bama's going to roll. Covering the spread depends on Bryce Young's ability to play. What's the current spread? 24? 24 right now. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not taking. Ma- a side. I'm not making a play. It's, it's more uncertainty, right? It's the same thing as KJ Jefferson, but I have no rooting interest in this game whatsoever. So with uncertainty around Bryce Young, I, I'm just not gonna pick a side here. If I had to pick a side, I would lean Bama, especially with the news that Max Johnson. Well, the Max Johnson is as average as you can possibly be, but at least he's got some stability there. He's not a turnover machine like Haynes King is. Who knows? Maybe it's the true, the true freshman, Connor Wegman, the, the five-star guy gets a shot. I mean, throwing him in there to the Wolves against Alabama and Tuscaloosa might not be the best idea, but who knows? Jimbo's looking for a spark anywhere he can find it right now. Their best receiver's out. They're not going to score much against this Alabama defense. They're just not. Uh, but with Bryce Young potentially not playing, I can't pick a side here, but I would lean Bama if I had to. All right, well, let's talk about Georgia. Auburn's Brian Harson is on the hot seat and has been all year. I mean, how many Auburn fans do you hope, do you think wished that they had just fired him in the summer? A lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, just avoid the, the toxicity of the season and I just know. Just know yeah. where you're going. Have well, an interim guy. Start trying to find your your next guy, the hiring process. I'm pretty sure they're looking. Can you imagine being an Auburn fan right now? Like, like being in a situation like that? Like, we went through 2015 with Mark Rick, but we didn't know like all season that Rick was gone, you know? Late in the season, it kind of got to the point where, yeah, it's probably going to be gone. But just to like have every week be like, this might be the week. If we get blown out, he's gone. I don't yeah. know. It's weird. And then kind of rooting for that maybe in some way. It's just a weird situation to be in. Well, the Tigers are now 3-2 and two with zero SEC wins. Georgia got an ugly road win last weekend that we would all like to forget. If Georgia blows out Auburn, there's a very real chance that Harson is gone sooner rather than later. Although, I don't think they'll get rid of him when Georgia beats him. I mean, it's the number two team in the country. Exactly. Uh, dog fans are ready for this one simply because it may be the closest we get to a night game all season. I don't think we're going to get one, Charlie. I, I don't think. And I'm Tech, okay. maybe, but that game's usually at noon. I know Tech I, sucks. I know I'm boring, but I'm okay with that. I know you like that, but a lot, most fans would prefer night games. Uh, Kirby and the leaders will have the team motivated after almost losing to Mizzou. I'm not concerned. Um, not sure if they'll cover since it's almost 30 points now. It is exactly. It's up to 30 now. Is it up to 30 now? Last time oh. I checked, it was 30. Yeah, I think Auburn's going to cover that. They're going to give us their best. I mean, we're, we got to get used to that. I mean, Charlie, it's just these are highly inflated spreads. I know Auburn sucks, but this is a rivalry game. We are not the number one team in the country anymore, but number two. They have not beaten us in a while, Charlie. And we've dominated this series over the last 15, 16 years. And, I mean, if you just look at the numbers, Charlie, look at some of these betting trends. We are 0-5 against the spread in the last five as a home favorite. We've won all those games. We are 0-5 against the spread because these spreads have been massive in our last five as a home favorite. We are now 0-3 under Kirby Smart as a 28 or more point favorite this season. And all five of our games this season have gone under. We are one of only two teams in the country that you can say that about, that every one of our games through five weeks have gone under. So you look at those, you're like, wow, okay, well, I would not pick the Georgia against the spread here. That's not what the odds tell us. If you're going to pick anything, you would take the under based on the numbers. Now, we are 8-1 and one against the spread versus Auburn since 2014, which we might tell you, hey, maybe you do take a flyer on the dogs. 
but we also haven't had a 30-point spread in any of those seasons. That's just, this is an anomaly. This is crazy how big this spread is. Now, I do believe strongly that Auburn is going to have to labor to score. I know Mr. Brandon Council came out there, as we talked about in the preview episode, and was talking a bunch of trash, and they're going to demolish us. Like, honestly, I do not know what that man was thinking. Charlie, did you see those quotes? Did you see all that? Him talking about they were going to demolish us up front? Oh, yeah. Like, bad move, dude. Bad move. How... I'm, this is I'm truly not trying to insult somebody. This is a, like a serious question. Lack of critical thinking skills. What level does your intelligence have to be for you to make those statements publicly? Because this was not an off the cuff thing. Well, he mean, was sitting there in front of a symbol media, clearly thinking this through. And he's like, "Oh yeah, that's a good idea." Like, what? How low does your intelligence have to he, be? Maybe he doesn't think. But it's not like in the heat of the moment after a game where you're all hyped up and emotional. He's sitting there, calm as day. And it's, and it's not just one quote. It's quote after quote after quote. How they're just going to run us out of the building and shut the fans up and demolish Georgia. It's like, ah, dear God, okay. So they're going to be hyped up. They want to win. They want to run the football. And yes, we do have some depth issues on the defensive line right now. And also the linebacker, Smile Mondin, potentially being out in this game. We know Jalen Carter's not going to play in this game. So I see what he's trying to get at there. But to say it out loud is the height of stupidity. That's that's all I can say. It is the height of stupidity. It's just absolutely insane for him to say that. Whatever we're missing on the defensive front, whatever we're missing in the front seven, they're just going to have to labor to score because they're not good on offense. They want to run the football. That's Even without Jalen Carter, even not without potentially Smile Mondin, that's not a great recipe for success against us. It's just simply not. Now, they did throw for over 300 last week. Robbie Ashford did have his best career game. Hadn't had many games, small sample size. But every big play he made was outside the pocket. And we typically do a good job of containing these types of quarterbacks in the pocket and force them to beat us through the air, which is not really what they are equipped to do right now. Auburn is 116th nationally in expected points added per play on passing plays, guys. And on the flip side, we are number one nationally in pass defense success rate. So you want to talk about matchups? That is the biggest matchup mismatch in this entire game. I know, you know, everyone's now focused on the trenches with what Brandon Council had to say, but if they can't run the football, statistically speaking, there is no way that they're going to be able to move the ball on us and score enough points to win this game. 116th national EPA per play. We are number one in pass defense success rate. So not a great outlook for Auburn there. Now, defensively, they are pretty good. They gave up 477 yards to Penn State. But in SEC play, been solid. 312 yards to Missouri, 270 to LSU. Um, but they did just lose their second best player on the defense in Iku Liotta. They also lack depth up front, which again is like what I said on the, the preview episode. I, I just find it so comically ironic that they're talking about our lack of depth up front. Dude, we have far more depth than you do. We have better players than you do, especially when you consider that your second best player on your entire defense who also plays up front on your defense line is out for this game. You have basically no depth. In fact, your depth's so bad up front right now that you're having to adjust your entire defensive scheme to go to a base 4-2-5 in this game because you don't have enough players. So, Sure, we might have some injuries, but dude, you're in a far worse situation, and we got a better offensive line. We got better run. Well, I don't know whether we don't have better running backs. I think Bigsby's the best running back in this game, but whatever. So defensively, they're good, but I think this is a team that we can lean on as the game wears on and kind of wear them down and take over in the second half, kind of like we did against Missouri, but even to a higher degree here. I do think we can force Robbie Ashford into some mistakes. I think we can shut down their ground game and blow it open in the second half when that depth does take over. But Charlie, 30 points is a lot. I know that I said a couple weeks ago after that South Carolina game that I was in full 100% remission from old Georgia syndrome. Charlie, I think I'm suffering a relapse. I think I'm going to go back to the doctor, get another checkup here, because that's just 
too damn many points, Charlie, in this matchup. So I'm going to go, I'm not putting this on my card, but if I had to pick one, I would take the under in this game because that's what the odds tell me. And I, look, we can beat Auburn by 30, especially if we can force them into a lot of mistakes, but we got to clean up some things ourselves. If we clean up all those things, and sure, maybe we can cover, but I'm not willing to put any money on that. If I had to side with any team here against the spread, it'd probably be Auburn, which I hate to say because I hate them, man. I do not like Auburn, but 30 is a lot of points. And last couple of weeks, guys, hadn't looked pretty in terms of covering the spread. In fact, again, 0-3 this season is a 28-plus point favorite, but they keep putting us as these inflated number favorites. And um, I don't know. Eventually, Vegas will probably figure that out unless we start covering some of these. But right now, it's too many points. All right. Well, that's it for the SEC big games that we're going to talk about. Do you have any other SEC plays this weekend? I do, Charlie. I'm surprised this... I guess it's not as big of a game, but I'm surprised this was not on your your card here to start us off. I've got a couple more SEC games. i got South Carolina, Charlie, plus 10.5 at Kentucky. You know, talking about... You taking these flyers on these upset specials, I almost put a Charlie. I thought long and hard about making South Carolina my upset special on the road at Kentucky. With how Kentucky blew that game, the frustration there, it could be a letdown spot for them. South Carolina is not a high-profile team in the SEC right now. They're not very good, um, but I just don't think Kentucky is that good either. I'm not going to go that far. I'm a, I'm, I have restraint, Charlie, something you do not have when it comes to these upset specials. I'm going to pull back on that, but I just don't think Kentucky is that good. The, I think the Cats do end up winning this game. But they just don't really do anything especially well on offense. They only had 328 yards total against Ole Miss. And I know the Ole Miss defense is improved, but it's still the Ole Miss defense. They only had 108 yards rushing, which is probably the most alarming thing for Kentucky. If I was a Kentucky fan, I'd be alarmed by that because you can't say, oh, well, when Chris Rodriguez gets back, which they've been saying all year long, well, dude, Chris Rodriguez was back last week, and you still barely cracked 100 yards rushing against the Ole Miss defense. They have some issues offensively. They're actually dead last in the league right now in rushing, only averaging 86 yards a game. They're still probably going to be without their best defensive player. Uh, they lost a starting inside linebacker last week in Jones. South Carolina, you remember the Charlie, they had to move their game up to Thursday because of all the hurricane stuff last week. So they have a few extra days to rest up, prepare for this game. Kentucky doesn't really ever blow anyone out anyway. So I think Kentucky probably wins. But I do like South Carolina plus a ten and a half here on the road. All right. Any other SEC? I know you have a ton of picks. This you know week, I always so. have a ton of picks, Charlie. Go the ahead. variance is good. Keeps you from losing money. Give make us a profit one that more way. SEC pick. All right. I'm not going to take a side on the Florida-Missouri game. I, I think Florida is probably going to win that. It should win that game. But, I, again, I want Missouri to win. I do not like Florida. I want them to lose. I do not want to root for Florida. This hurts me in, in sports betting sometimes because I do make plays with my heart. But here's what I'm going to go with. I do want to play on this game. I'm going to go with Florida under 34 points team total. Florida under 34 points. Not the not the overall point total, just the Florida team total under 34 points. I think the Missouri defense is actually pretty solid. Now, we did not execute very well last week, and we helped them out to a degree, especially on the offensive line. Just honestly, incredibly poor technique. At times, they did stone us. It wasn't so much that. It was more poor technique, guys missing assignments, guys not being where they're supposed to be. Just some, honestly, like Kirby talked about WTF things a couple weeks ago, a lot of WTF moments for the offensive line last week. But Missouri also had a hand in that. They were very aggressive in how they defended us, but we hadn't seen anything like that. But I do think Missouri defense in general, is, it's, it's not a maybe a top four or five level defense in the SEC, but it's it's a solid SEC defense. They're only giving up 344 yards a game, 4.8 yards per play. Blake Baker, the defense coordinator, I have a lot of respect for. And I think that he is good enough to put together a plan to contain Anthony Richardson and expose his issues as a passer. Florida, get this, Charlie. That's why I love this pick. I actually love this pick, guys. Florida has yet to go over 33 points against a Power 5 team. 
And I just don't think this Missouri defense is the one where that changes. I do not trust the Missouri offense, so I can't take them. I think it's 11 point spread right now. I can't take them in the points because I just do not trust that offense whatsoever. But I, I really like the Missouri defense. I do not like the Florida offense. I'm going to go Florida under 34 points. I, I feel good about this one, Charlie. I'm going to put a couple, probably like three or four different units on this game. All right, so under 34 for Florida. Yep, Okay. and that's all my SEC plays. All right, I do have one SEC play. Ole Miss is playing at Vandy. Uh, Vandy's better than I thought they were going to be this year. Got a true freshman quarterback who's, yeah. who's doing some things. They're going to build um, with him. I'm going – Ole Miss had an emotional win last weekend. The way it ended, for sure. Right. Down to the water. Lots of drama. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take Vandy plus 17. Vandy plus 17. You know, I don't hate that at home in Nashville. It's kind of a sleepy environment. Yeah, in this Ole Miss offense, you're right, Charlie. Like they, they run the ball really well, but they have not been explosive in the passing game. Vandy has been able to sit back and, and kind of prep for this one. So I don't hate that pick. I'm not going to pick a side there. But I don't hate that one at all. All right, guys, we've got a lot more picks to give out today, a lot more winners to hand out today. But before we do that, I want to make sure you guys can actually put these picks to use by signing up for a new account at MyBookie. It's very, very simple, guys. All you have to do is go to MyBookie.ag, click the Sign Up Now button, use the promo code UGA, and boom, in like a minute, seriously, like a minute-long process, you'll be signed up, ready to go, and they will double whatever your first deposit is. No, I'm not lying, guys. They will double your first deposit. Put down 100 bucks, you get 200 bucks to play with. Put down 200 bucks, you get 400 bucks. You get the idea. I know we had a lot of listeners that have already taken advantage of this promotion through the month of September, and it's been so successful that my bookie has decided to keep this promotion open through the rest of the college football season. So those of you out there who've been thinking about it, but kind of been on the fence, haven't done it, you don't want to be sitting there late in the season. You don't want to be sitting there Saturday night saying, man, I knew they were going to win. Man, I knew they were going to cover. You could have been making money on it. If you know it, go ahead and put that knowledge to the test and sign up with an account at MyBookie because you can bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Let's go to, you want to go to the ACC or the Big Ten? You want to do that? I just opened up open season. Okay, or we can do whatever that. you want to do. I just mine are all. I don't have them organized by conference. I have them. Well, I just don't either. All over the place. So if we didn't want by okay. conference, I had to like scroll through. Okay. Well, we don't want to make that difficult for you. Go ahead. What's your next play? All right. Let me go. How back. many do you have? I have a million. Not quite a million. Like eighteen. Oh, okay. A lot. Okay. A lot, Charlie. I'm trying to give winners out here, Charlie. You're, you're I, down. I, I, I've been on kind of a hot streak. I want to. I want to 
keep it rolling here. Uh, let's go to let's go to Texas. What Dallas is where the Red River rivalry? Say that five times. Red River rivalry. Red River rivalry. Red River rivalry. I kind of did it. That was three. Yeah, because no one wants to hear me say it five times. I stopped Nobody at three. Nobody wanted to hear you say well, it Well, I was times. just trying. Okay, whatever. The Red River Shootout, Rivalry, Showdown, whatever you want to call it. It looks like Dylan Gabriel probably is not going to play after suffering what looked like a pretty severe concussion last week. Texas probably going to get Quinn Ewers back, although Hudson Carr has been playing really well, Charlie. I mean, I know Quinn Ewers is this hotshot five-star guy, and he was playing really well against Bama, but you know Hudson Carr has been playing well. So even if Ewers isn't quite ready, Hudson Card is a guy that I would roll with. I have no problem rolling with him. Oklahoma might be kind of spiraling here, Charlie. Two losses in a row, an absolute just beat down by TCU last week when they were trolling them in the stands, chanting, what, they were chanting SEC, right? That was crazy. Love that. Um, without Gabriel, I'm going to go heavy on this one. I think Texas is probably the better team anyway. Without Taylor, without Dylan Gabriel playing, I don't think Oklahoma has a chance. So I'm going to, if he does not play, now watch this closely, guys. If they, you might have to watch this up until the kickoff around noon on, on Saturday. But if Gabriel does not end up playing, I'm going to go heavy on this one, probably a three to four unit play for me. If Gabriel does play, if, if word leaks out, I still probably go Texas minus seven, but probably only a one unit play. So watch that one closely there. I'm going to go Texas minus seven. Too much firepower for Oklahoma to keep up, especially if they are Sands, Dylan, Gabriel. I have the same pick for mostly the same reason. So I'm going to add that. I mean, you saw what they looked like when Gabriel went out. It's right. like, hey. Yeah. And so. defensively, they're. I mean, this is not what Brent Venables wanted his defense to look like in year one. I mean, Oklahoma might beat another team, Charlie, like A&M, who had high expectations, might end up like 7-5, and 6-6, and six, if they don't figure things out on the defense side of the ball, if Gabriel's out for an extended period of time. Could be. Yeah, Could so be. that was my, uh, yep. All right, you got Texas minus seven. 7. All right, I'm, can I stick in the Big 12? Yep. All right. If it's if it's organized that way. Well, I mean, it just happens. Sheet. Well, I think they're playing at the same time. So okay. I was kind of going through Oh, okay. the list, and they, they're it. organized by... Game time, kickoff time. I'm going to go to Lawrence, Kansas, Charlie. I'm taking my TCU Horn Frogs. I, I, I've i mentioned several times of a massive win total bet on Arkansas to go over six and a half. I also have a very sizable win total bet on TCU to also go over six and a half. And I am feeling, I'm going to knock on every piece of wood I got here, Charlie. I'm feeling very good about that right now. Now, crazy things can happen, but TCU, man, they are looking good. In fact, I have a, I put that's like 25 bucks, like, 1,800 to 1 on TCU to win the Big 12, which I didn't think would hit. I was like, hey, you know, why not? I actually kind of like this team in the preseason. I think last year got toxic with with the coaching situation. I love the piece they had on offense. They could just get a little bit better defensively. And they brought in Joe Gillespie, who's a great defensive coordinator. I thought maybe, hey, you know what? Take a flyer. And I don't know, Charlie. Like, I'm watching TCU very closely. I don't know if they're the favorite in the Big 12, but they're certainly in the conversation. Kansas, Charlie, is, a, is, hey, you know, what a great story. Game day is there, a beautiful story. But TCU is 3-0 and against the spread as a favorite this season. Kansas is 3-0 and against the spread as the underdog, though. So it kind of cancels each other out there. I don't know. So if that's the case, what do you do? Well, in that case, I go with the eye test. I have watched both these teams play. I think TCU is one of the two to three most explosive offenses in the country, and the stats back that up. Um, I, I don't want to say that Kansas has been winning with smoke and mirrors like maybe Michigan State had, was doing last year. But they're only out gaining opponents by 177 yards. They should have lost to, to, to Iowa State last week. They should. I should have been right on that bet. I would make that bet 100 times out of 100. But Iowa State just blew it. Missing field goals, turned the ball over. Stupid, stupid stuff. If they made one of those field goals, Charlie, they win the football game. But they're only out getting opponents by 177 yards. TCU right now, Charlie, is plus 700 in their yardage margin. They have been the better, more dominant team throughout the season to this point. I know it's in Lawrence. I know game day's there. And that does give me some pause. But... I really like this TCU team. I think 
don't want to say teams are figuring Kansas out, but Jalen Daniels is almost a one-man show for them offensively. If you can slow him down, then you can beat this team. And I just don't know if Kansas is going to be able to keep up with a scoring pace at TCU. So give me the Horn Frogs. This might be another one that's that's wishful thinking for me. I don't know, but I'm going Horn Frogs minus seven on the road in Lawrence. I'm going to fight you on that one. I'm taking Let's Kansas. Let's go. Let's fight. Plus, plus seven. seven. Game day factor? Big game factor? Yeah. Just rolling momentum? Yeah. I mean, Jalen Daniels has been really good. And I will give Kansas, they keep finding ways to win. They've, and they've been, I, they've had a tougher schedule. I guess, you know, TCU did play Oklahoma last week. But Kansas has had a tougher schedule to this point. So I don't I don't hate that pick, Charlie, but I like my pick better. Okay. I like TCU minus seven. That's fine. All right. I'm going to go, um, let's go Big Ten. Let's go Big Ten here. I got Wisconsin. Just lost their coach, Charlie. Just lost their coach, Paul Christ, who sounds like it was a disaster behind the scenes. Like, just didn't have a recruiting department, which I don't even understand. The Athletic reported. How many years has he been there? Like seven or eight. And you don't have a recruiting department? I don't understand. I don't even know how that's a thing. Apparently, there's a story that on the athletic, this recruit who's blossom, who, who was a like a, a under the radar guy, three star prospect, no one's paying attention to from the Chicago area, and he comes to Wisconsin. He's kind of typically the kind of guy that Wisconsin's looking at, you know, under under recruited guys with you know high ceiling, and he comes to a game there, and no one even talked to him. No one from the Wisconsin program talked to this kid. He ends up going to Michigan, blossoms into a, a high four star guy, and is now making waves and making plays as a true freshman for Michigan right now on that defense. I that can't happen. So yeah, I, I, when, when he got fired, I was like, I kind of get it, but the record's also been solid. But when that kind of stuff's going on behind the scenes, that can't happen. That cannot happen. He's gone. He is gone. This is a principal play for me, Charlie. Whenever you have a situation where it's the game immediately following a coach getting fired. I always side with that team, okay? You saw it last week with Georgia Tech at Pitt. You had Pitt, right? Yes. And normally, that's a great pick because Tech sucks. Jesus, that was awful. But it was not a great pick this week, or that week, last week, because Tech just lost Jeff Collins. And that's the principal play here. It's like an emotional thing. You know, like Jim Leonard was, he's now the interim coach for Wisconsin. He was a former player there is a fantastic defense coordinator he has long been seen as the heir apparent there Wisconsin I think this is a trial run for him he's very well respected within the program the players love him and this is just kind of one of those emotional games I don't know what it is but after you lose a coach you come out you kind of you rally the troops everybody comes together for that one week and you come out and you have this emotional outpouring and you find a way to, to play above any level that you played at all season long you again saw that last week with Georgia Tech in Wisconsin while well, certainly not a good team, I think it was fair to say that at this point, they are better than Northwestern. Northwestern had that win against Nebraska. Everyone's like, whoa, is Northwestern actually good? No, no, just turns out Nebraska sucks. And Northwestern has lost four straight since that win, including a loss to Southern Illinois and another loss to Miami of Ohio. Northwestern is giving up over 200 yards rushing, at least in three of the last four games they have. I think this is a game where Wisconsin gets running back Braylon Allen going. who was shut down last week against Illinois. I think he gets going this week. I think they play... For the Gipper of the old Gipper one more time and have this kind of emotional, just intense performance. And I think Wisconsin is going to cover the 10 on the road in Evanston. I think Wisconsin's also going to cover the 10. I agree with your principal play. That makes well, sense. Well, you learned your lesson last but week. But also they're playing Northwestern. They are terrible. They're playing Northwestern. Remember whenever I thought they were good like four weeks ago after week zero? Yeah. Four or five weeks ago? And they it's were like, also playing Nebraska. Yeah, it's like, no, nah, so, Nebraska is just a, a yeah. freaking mess. It's just a disaster so of a program. I am also taking Wisconsin minus 10. Yep, I like it, Charlie. I like it. Smart smart move there. Um, all right, I'm going to go. Uh, let's stick in the Big Ten here. Um, actually, let's go to the ACC. 
Speaking of Georgia Tech, speaking of Georgia Tech, Charlie, well, this is another principal play. I just told you guys, you take the team whose coach just got fired in the first game immediately following the firing. Well, what you do after that is you fade the hell out of that team, okay? They got one game in them. You got one game for that principal play to hold up, and Tech had their week last week. That emotional first week after the firing, but the thing is, your coach got fired for a reason, because you suck, and that usually shows up the next week. You go back to being who you are. You turn back into a pumpkin. You're no longer Cinderella, or whatever the freaking fable says. I don't know how those things go. I think that's it's somehow Cinderella. That's a fable. That's a fairy, fairy tale. Fairy tale, fable, same thing, okay? Well, is that the fairy tale, though? Cinderella, pumpkin, something? Yes. Okay, there you ding, go. Ding, ding. You turn back into a pumpkin, okay? And tech is the ultimate pumpkin. They freaking suck. That's what they do for a living. And they are going to suck this week. And they had their moment last week against Pitt. And the tech we um, know and hate returns to form this week. They come back to being tech. And don't look now, guys. This is a don't look now game. Duke is pretty solid. I'm not saying Duke is great. Duke's pretty good, though. They just beat Virginia. No one was paying attention to this game. I was, though, because I watch all these games and I pay attention to all these things. I want to win some money and give you guys some winners as well. Duke just beat Virginia by three touchdowns last week, guys, and gave Kansas, the Kansas team that everyone is in love with right now, gave them one heck of a game in Lawrence a couple weeks ago. Riley Leonard is a a young quarterback, is a dual threat guy with him. He can hurt you with his arm, hurt you with his legs. Jalen Calhoun's back and healthy. He's a really good receiver in the ACC that no one ever knows about, no one ever talks about. That's a really good one-two punch. I think Duke goes into Tech, and I think they they beat Tech up. I think they beat them pretty badly. I can't believe that Duke's only a, a three-point favorite here in this game. I know it's at Tech, and I know Tech just beat Pitt. It's like, come on. That's that's a principal play thing, guys. Come on. But Duke is going to go in there. They're going to beat Tech. I think they're going to beat them probably by multiple scores. So give me Duke minus three. I'm going heavy on the units on this one, Charlie. I feel really good about that one. Okay, do you want to stay in the ACC or no? Wherever you want to go. Okay, I'll stay in the ACC. I have, let's see... UNC is playing at Miami. UNC's defense uh, has been deplorable all season. Except they kind of got better last week. Or does Virginia Tech just suck on offense? Uh, a little bit of both? I think it's both. Probably more Virginia Tech being terrible. I'm gonna ta- it's at Miami, but I'm going to take UNC plus four in this one. I'm not sure they win, but I do think it'll be closer than... The experts think? Yes. I thought long and hard about this one, Charlie. I really did. I'm holding up because Miami's coming off a bye week. But man, there's some issues in that program. Offensively, Tyler Van Dyke is—he like, was a really good quarterback last year in their offensive system. The new system is not, Josh Gaddis coming, coming over from Michigan. He's not—it's not really jiving with him. Like, it, it, it's not working right now. So I don't know how that's going to look. You know, people are Miami. Miami fans are clamoring for Jake Garcia to take over. He did come in in their last game against Middle Tennessee. But it looks like Chris Ball is going to ride with Tyler Van Dyke. I don't know how that's going to go. I actually like that pick a lot, Charlie. You have more guts than I do. I don't have the guts to go with that one because of the UNC defense. They just scared me to death. But I think UNC is going to score a lot of points. I like the pick. I just can't go there. All right, I'm going to go. Do we have any more in the ACC? No, okay. Let's stay. Let's let's go to the Big Ten here, Charlie. I'm going to go to Spartantown, USA. Let's go to East Lansing, Michigan, where. The Michigan State Spartans, Tuck is going to be hosting the Ohio State Buckeyes as a 25-and-a-half-point underdog. Michigan State, though, is 0-3 this season as an underdog. They're, in fact, 0-3 against the spread versus top five teams since 2019. I don't ever know how much those things matter because that's not this team, but, hey, those are the betting trends. Um, Charlie, do you have any recollection of the score in this game last year? It was bad. It was bad. Remember Michigan State was 
coming off that win over Michigan, right? Everyone was really high on Michigan State, and some people were picking the upset over Ohio State. Uh, yeah, no, that didn't work out. 56-7, to Ohio State. And sure, yes, revenge is on the minds for Michigan State. Of course it is. But the thing is, you actually have to be good to be able to exact said revenge. It's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, we beat Tech 52-7 to in 2019. Didn't play them in 2020, COVID year. Well, you know, coming into 2021, of course they wanted revenge. Um, but yeah, we beat them 45 nothing last year. They just weren't good enough to get the revenge that they wanted. And I think that's what you're going to see this week as well. I don't think Michigan State can do anything about it. Still a god-awful past events. Not dead last this year in past events, but 115th nationally. A little bit better, but still terrible. Giving up 7.7 yards per attempt. Um, and they just happen to be facing probably the most prolific passing offense in the country. I normally stay away from large spreads like this. They usually scare me. I'm not a big spread guy. But you know what? I'm going to lay the points here, Charlie. I think it's just a really bad matchup for Michigan State again this year, just like it was last year. So give me Ohio State on the road. And the road's different. I know that. But give me Ohio State minus 25 and a half. I'm going to fight you again. What's up? I'm taking Michigan. Why do you keep fighting? State 20, plus Tuck 25 and a half. You know, I think they got to make a little progress. And hopefully that progress but will do they? keep them within 25 and a half. I see where you're going. So, it's how much is home field playing into this for you? I think it plays into it a lot. And they they struggled this year, so maybe this. I will give Mel Tucker this. Like he's a he's a good motivator. Rise to the occasion. He's a good motivator. You know the whole Tuck coming thing. And maybe this is a game where they he does get them to play above their heads. I just I, and that's not out of the question, Charlie. I don't think that's out of the question. I just the pass defense going against this Ohio State offense scares me um, with that, but. You know, you're probably going to be right. Again, I, I always lose when I go with these big spreads. I usually, it's like when I when I stay away from big spreads, I'm like, man, I really want to bet on that, but I'm not going to do it. And that, then somebody covers a big spread. And then when I bet on it, they always blow it for me. So I'm sure I'll lose it. I'm sure you're going to get this one right, but I'll take the fight. I'll take okay. the fight. All right, my turn? Yes. You want me, how many more do you have? Mm, one, two, three. You want me to get five? Go, okay, I got, you want me to go give you two here? Sure. Okay. So let's go, um, you know, let's go out west. Got a couple. No, okay. We did the Big Ten. Let's stay in the Big Ten. Got one more in the Big Ten. And then we'll go out west. All right, Big Ten. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm doing this. I just want to state for the record that you didn't want to stay within a conference because it was out of order. And now you're doing well, then exactly I sensed, the opposite. I sensed that you wanted me oh, to well, do that. Oh, I still have an ACC pick to go over. Well, I was just trying to be a good co-host here, Charlie. I didn't want you to get confused. Well... Can I go? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I cannot believe I'm doing this. I can't. I cannot. But I'm going to bet on Nebraska. I am that fool. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm actually going to take their side in the game. I'm going to do it, Charlie. I'm going to do it. I swore swore myself off Nebraska after last year. Because, you know, last year was a year I kept going, okay, you know, this is a way better team than what the record says. Eventually, it's going to show up. They're going to win some of these games. And it just never happened. And eventually I was like, okay, I got to stop. I just got to stop. I got to quit. I got to quit. And I did quit. And I haven't bet on them. Actually, I did bet on them week one, I think. And then I swore them off forever after that Northwestern debacle. Or week zero, I guess. But you know what? I'm back on it. Can't quit the habit. I'm back on it. And here's why. Here's why. Hear me out here, guys. Rutgers, first off, is a classic tale of two sides of the ball. Yeah, great defensively, or very good defensively. Top 20 defense, but they are bottom 25 offensively. They cannot move the football. They scored 16 points against Temple. Temple is so, so bad. In fact, Rutgers is only averaging 267 yards and 14.5 points a game versus FBS opponents. I didn't say Power 5 opponents. I said FBS opponents. 
that ain't going to cut it. Now, Nebraska's defense is terrible. They're flat out terrible. But I still don't think the Nebraska defense, as bad as it is, is as bad as the Rutgers offense. I'm going to put some faith in Casey Thompson and company here and the idea that the Scott Frost fiasco is behind them now. You don't have that toxic situation just kind of hanging over your head and everyone asking you about it every single day. I think now they can just play free. They're still not good. But I do think this is a spot where they can go in as a slight favorite and get a win in the Big Ten. And uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go Nebraska minus three here, Charlie. I'm almost certainly going to regret this. This is not a big play for me, guys, but I can't, sh- I can't shake the feeling. I can't shake the feeling. I can't quit the habit. So I'm going to go maybe like one or two units on this one, Nebraska minus three. Okay, I have another Big Ten bet. We're going to Illinois hosting Iowa. Something like this is the first time Illinois has been favored in like years against a top whatever opponent. I don't know. Purdue? Yeah. uh, Yeah. I guess a winning Big Ten opponent, I think is what it is. I'm going to take Illinois minus three this weekend. Charlie, I think Illinois can go like eight and four. I think that they can too. I mean, that's why I'm taking them minus three. They've already beaten Wisconsin. Iowa is terrible. They get them at home. Nebraska is not very good. They get Northwestern late in the year. If they can beat Minnesota, it's not crazy that Illinois wins the Big Ten West. I think it's it's a three team race. I think it's Minnesota, Purdue, and Illinois in the Big Ten West. So like they're in the conversation. So they could it's easily better to happen. be in the Big Ten West than the Big Ten East. Yeah, until they get rid of divisions and all those Big Ten West teams add another loss to their schedule every year because they're not going to beat up on each other every year. Yeah. So li- love it, live it up while you can, guys. Live it while you can. I think I like that, Charlie. In fact, oh, do I want to? Do I want to do it? No, no. I'm going to stick to my guns here. I'm not going to do it, but I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, I'm going to. You know, before we go out west, Charlie, you want to take a quick break here? Sure. All right. Let's remind everyone about our good friends at Alumni Hall, Charlie. Have you seen the great news? The meet and greet that they are hosting in yes, a couple of weeks. Next weekend, right? Some big names. Yeah, so not this Sunday, but the next Sunday, following the Vanderbilt game on Saturday. So especially if you're coming into town or if you live in the Athens area or anywhere close, from 2 to 4 inside the Epsbridge Shopping Center in-store at Alumni Hall. They're going to be hosting a ton of different Georgia football players. you got Dan Jackson. you got Smile Mon and a bunch of players that are going to be there. And they're still – they haven't announced it yet, but word on the street is, at least the people I know – that they're still trying to hit one big, and I was told big in all caps. That was the email I got. One big guest that has not been announced yet that might just happen to be there. So we'll see who that is. But guys, you can stop in there. Bring the family. I mean, your kids will love it. You'll love it. Come on, let's be real. You'll love it too. And you can pick up some awesome George Gear stuff you can't find anywhere else while you're at it. So again, that's next Sunday, October 16th from 2 to 4 p.m. in store at Alumni Hall inside the Epps Bridge Shopping Center here in Athens. So come check it out because Alumni Hall is where the Bulldogs shop. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. 
Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N ads.com. How many do you have left? Oh, I got to go on the entire West Coast, Charlie. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, seven. Okay, why don't you do two or three? Two or three. All right, thank you. All right, so let's go out West. Now, I've been wanting to go out West. I got a lot of picks out West. I'm going to go to the deserts, and let's go to Arizona. I got Oregon minus 13.5 at Arizona. And this is another don't look now team, Charlie. Don't look now, but Oregon is quietly bouncing back from that week one drubbing very nicely. Um, they are now 4-1 and one with a win over BYU and a road win at Wazoo, a great road win at Wazoo. We had to fight back and win that game late in the fourth quarter. And Bo Nix is good? I don't, I, that hurt me to say. Better but than he has been in the SEC. Yeah, like he's not bad. Like he's, like I always felt like, I've always said Bo Nix is the most talented football player to be, actually be bad at football. And now he's a talented football player who's not bad at football. He's just not great at football. He's still, he's a good, he's, he's playing well for them. And the thing is, they are finally using Bo Nix, how Bo Nix should have always been used. That was the most baffling thing for me at all, especially when Gus Malzahn was there. Bo Nix fits your entire system where you use your dual threat quarterback and use his legs all the time. They never really did that with Bo Nix. And I never quite understood that. Now they're using his legs, they're getting him outside the pocket. He's not turning the ball over. He's got 12 touchdowns to three interceptions right now. Arizona's fine. They're okay. They beat North Dakota State, which well, I didn't, didn't know they'd be able to. I know that's an FCS team. That's where we are with Arizona. We're, we're applauding them for being an FCS team. A good FCS team, but an FCS team. So Oregon's playing well right now, Charlie. I, I like Oregon to go. I know it's on the road, but I like them to go on the road and beat Arizona by two-plus touchdowns. I'm going to stick with that same game. I'm going to take Oregon team total over 41.5. Charlie, Oregon has scored at least 41 points in every single game since week one. Arizona gave up 20 points to Colorado last week, guys, and um, that might not mean anything to you because you might not pay attention to Colorado, and I don't blame you because they are the worst team in all of Power 5 football right now, but Colorado can't score at all, like at all. They cannot score, and Arizona gave up 20 points to that Colorado team, so Oregon's been scoring a lot. Arizona's not great defensively. Um, Arizona also gave up 49 points and 599 yards of offense to Cal. And guys, Cal's averaging 15 points per game and 325 yards per game against all their other FBS teams that they play on their schedule. They're not good offensively, and they put up 600 on on this Arizona defense. So Oregon, hot right now. Arizona's defense, terrible. I actually like the Oregon over 41.5 better than I like Oregon minus 13.5. I like them both a lot. I'm going to go several units on Oregon over 41.5. All right, you got one? All right, you can take another one. You got another one. All right. This is another one. I'm just going to warn you on advance. This also might be a, one of those games where it's a little bit of a heart over a head pick here because I also, uh, interest of full disclosure, I have a pretty sizable win total bet on BYU also to go over seven and a half wins. BYU is an underdog, plus four versus Notre Dame. This is a neutral site game in Vegas, Charlie, in Las Vegas. Mormons taking over Vegas. What a sight that will be. Um, I just hate this Notre Dame offense. I hate it. This Notre Dame offense is not good. You got a backup quarterback in there. Now, they are coming off a of bye week. I told you guys earlier, bye weeks are usually principal plays for me. So this this gives me some pause. So that's why I'm not going heavy on this one. There's not a ton of units I'm putting on this one. But BYU is finally getting healthy. Puka Nakua, other wide receiver, Chase Roberts are coming back. This is, again, at a neutral site. Um, Nevada 
is going to be, I think there's going to be a heavy BYU contingent there. I, I, Charlie, I know that you and I argue over geography sometimes, where Colorado is at the West, Utah, Nevada is at the West. We're not doing that today. We're not going to argue, but can we just say Utah and Nevada are close? Yeah. Can we at least say that, Charlie? So there'll yeah. be a lot of there'll be a lot of Mormons there, a lot of BYU fans there. And Jaron Hall, the quarterback for BYU, he is playing at an elite level right now. He is 100% dialed in. Uh, the Notre Dame defense is good, but I like BYU in this spot with all their wide receivers set to return. I just don't trust the Notre Dame offense, so give me BYU plus four. I'm not going to call for the outright upset, but give me the Cougars plus four. Okay, I only have one Pac-12 game this week. Washington State at USC. Not picking a side here. Picking the over, which is at 61 currently. Putting your faith in Caleb Williams and company, Lincoln Riley? Yep. Washington State, have you seen this? Score some points. Cam Ward, this quarterback for Washington State, coming over from the FCS team, Incarnate Word. Uh, put up, he's he's a dynamic quarterback himself, so I think that's a good picture. I like that one. And I, are, are you falling asleep, Charlie? No. Okay, you're just rocking back and forth? Yes. Okay. Okay, it's just a little checking. cold in here. See, this I, is what I'm talking about. This is why I'm not prepared. I didn't for the, even put all of my picks on on the card last week because I felt like I was annoying you giving all these picks. I'm not prepared for the You're cold weather me. change. So, oh, it's beautiful, Charlie. I didn't say it's it beautiful wasn't beautiful. Thing. I it's just amazing. wasn't prepared. It's football weather. It's football weather. All right, uh, I'm gonna go one more out west here. I'm gonna go Boise State, another team total. Boise State under 27 and a half points. I know you guys probably aren't paying a lot of attention to Boise State, but they their offense coordinator just got fired. And their quarterback, Hank Bachmeyer, who's been there for a couple of years, not to be confused with Hank Brockmeyer, Hank Bachmeyer, um, he also transferred out as soon as that was announced. So they're on a backup quarterback with no offense, well, I guess they have an offense coordinator, but it's not the guy who started the year as offense coordinator. So that um, that does not give me much confidence in this Boise State offense. So I'm going to go Boise State under 27 and a half. What else do you got? Anything else? I only have three left. I, okay, have... I only have like, yeah, I have three left. Back in the ACC, FSU is playing at NC State. I don't know why I'm picking this game after what happened last week since they screwed mm. me. But I'm going to pick NC State minus three and a half. At home at night. Yeah. It's a really good defense. Really good defense. I don't hate that one. Go Wolfpack. Don't Go screw pack. me over this weekend. Oh, what if they do? Uh, then I won't be able to. You try to, to side with them this time. Yeah. yeah. I know. All right. Well, I'm going to stay out west for one more pick here. I'm going to go Air Force minus 10 at Utah State. Air Force is pretty legit, guys. They screwed around and lost to Wyoming a couple weeks ago because they had half their team out with like a stomach bug or the flu or something like that, some sort of illness. And if they hadn't lost that game, I thought they had a legit shot to be the G5 representative in the in the New Year's Six. And they still might have a shot, but I don't know now with the schedule. But the Air Force offense, guys, I know it's the triple option, but they throw the ball a little bit more than the other service academies do. They're top 30 nationally in offense right now. They are 4-1. and one. Yeah, they only beat Navy 13-10, but they've won every other game outside of that game. That's a rivalry game. And outside of that, they've won every other game by at least 28 points. Utah State was out there without their starting quarterback, Logan Bonner, for the rest of the season. They're only 1-4. They just played a rivalry game against BYU. Um, so they're gonna, I think it's a spot for an emotional letdown for Utah State, who also lost to Weber State. 35 to 7. They labored to beat UConn for their single lone single win on the season. So give me Air Force minus 10. Okay. Uh, I've got a big 12 game. Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. Did you Ooh. talk about this game yet? I didn't, I Charlie. Did. I didn't. I like it though. I'm not picking a side in this one either. I'm going with the over 64 and a half. That's I don't know if it's still at 64 and a half, but that's what I got it at. Can I piggyback on that? Sure. I'm gonna piggyback. I'm gonna piggyback. All right. 
two two teams that can score points and neither team plays much defense right now. So I think 64 and a half, that's, that's money in the bank. Come on, 64 and a half, let's go. I like that. How did I miss that one? Just missed that one. All right, I'm going to go, um, let's go back to the Big 12, or stick with the Big 12. Iowa State, I went with them last week to upset Kansas. They barely missed on that one. They, they blew that one. But I'm going to go back to the well here. Give me Iowa State plus two at home versus Kansas State. Farmageddon, baby. Love Farmageddon. Great matchup here. This is an awesome match. Like, legitimately, it's a great matchup. Kansas State's the number one rushing offense in the Big 12. Iowa State is the number one rush defense in the Big 12. That is an awesome matchup. I like Iowa State at home here. Kansas State's very one-dimensional. It's a great dimension with Deuce Vaughn and Martinez back there at quarterback running the football. But if you can somewhat slow them down the ground game, I just don't know if I trust Adrian Martinez to beat a team through the air. I just don't think he's equipped to do that consistently. Iowa State at home, I trust their defense. Now, they have issues running the football themselves. So they're kind of one-dimensional right now. But they have some playmakers out wide, Xavier Hutchinson. So give me Iowa State plus two at home to take down Kansas State. All right, my final pick against the spread this week. Tulane is on their third quarterback, if I read that correctly. Yes, they were they're if they're definitely gonna be at least on their backup. Their backup got hurt last week against Houston. They were on the third quarterback, so there's a good chance to be with their third quarterback yeah. this week. They are playing East Carolina. I am taking East Carolina plus two and a half. Yeah, that's a weird spread. I mean, I know that obviously Tulane, speaking of Kansas State, did beat Kansas State, so they're getting some respect there. But if you're talking about back of quarterbacks, I don't know, man. I don't know if I like I like that pick, Charlie. All right, my final pick against the spread, I'm going Kent State minus five and a half. A little action for you here, Charlie. Kent State, we saw them a couple weeks ago. I, I, I knew this team was a good team. I watched them quite a bit last year and in the offseason preparing for them to play us this year. Minus five and a half at Miami of Ohio. This could potentially be for that division in the MAC. What is this, the Mac East, I want to say? Um, yeah, I really like the Golden Flashes. I think they're playing better defensively. Their offense has been good for years. Defense has been a train wreck, but they're playing a little bit better on defense. I like them to go into Miami of Ohio and uh, win this game by a touchdown. So give me the Golden Flashes minus five and a half. All right. I said my upset special earlier in this episode, Arkansas over Mississippi State. Probably dumb, but it'll make it fun. What's your upset special? Well, week? you've been trying to fight me all day, Charlie, so I'm going to return the favor and fight you here. My upset special is Florida State over NC State. This is another one where it's not a, a massive underdog. Florida State's a three-point underdog in this one, but I'm picking them to win outright. I don't even need the points here. Yes, Florida State lost to Wake by 10 points at home last week, but they were right there. I really like Jordan Travis, the quarterback. They have a couple solid wide receivers led by Johnny Wilson, the transfer from Arizona State. Uh, they have two running backs averaging over six and a half yards per carry, and I just hate this NC State offense. It's so bad. Like, and, and they're healthy. They have good players. The scheme is just very, very bad. They're fantastic on defense, but they cannot score on Florida State like Wake Forest can. They're also coming off a big hyped-up matchup with Clemson, a matchup in which they fell short. They're probably not going to win the ACC Atlantic this time. So I think it's a prime letdown spot. It's a principal play for me, Charlie, with this letdown spot after a big emotional game that they lost last week. So I know it's at home, which helps, but give me Florida State to go into Raleigh and win this game outright. All right, the only thing left is parlays, or are the parlays, are the parlays. excuse me. I have Wisconsin, Texas, and USC to win. I like it, Charlie. I'm going to go, I got one of those. I got TCU, Wisconsin, Duke, and Oregon all to win on the money line. That would pay out at a plus 220 rate. I'm, I'm doing pretty solid. I have a winning record on the parlays, right, Charlie? I think three and two through five weeks. 
I think so, yeah. So put a little, put a little money on this one, guys. I, I I feel pretty good about this one. I'm not putting anything on the spread right now for this parlay. It's just straight money line plus 220. I think this one can win you guys some money. But uh, Charlie, anything else? Oh, uh, well, we need to read back Oh, we got to recap because we get in trouble. People want yeah. us to recap. All right. You want to go first or you want me to? By all means. All right. Texas Tech, Oklahoma State over 64 and a half. Wisconsin minus 10 versus Northwestern. Texas minus 7 in the Red River rivalry. That's difficult. Very good job. It's tough. TCU at Kansas. Kansas plus 7. Arkansas plus 9 at Mississippi State. Also upset special alert. Uh, Tennessee at LSU looking at the over 62. Ole Miss at Vandy, taking Vandy plus 17. UNC minus four at Miami. Uh, Ohio State at Michigan State, taking Michigan State plus 25 and a half. Tulane versus East Carolina, East Carolina plus two and a half. Uh, Washington State at USC, looking at the over 61. And, oh, a few more. Illinois minus three versus Iowa. FSU at NC State, minus three and a half, and then the parlay of Wisconsin, But Texas. NC State minus three and a half, right? Yeah, I said okay. that. NC State minus three and a half. Okay. Okay. Parlay, Wisconsin, Texas, USC. Boom. I like it, Charlie. Good card. Good card. All right, real quick. I know I have a lot of picks here. I'm going to run through this. I got Tennessee at LSU, under 65. Arkansas, give me the Hogs, plus nine at Mississippi State. Give me the Cox, plus ten and a half at Kentucky. Give me Florida under 34 against Missouri with their team total. Texas minus seven. I'm with Charlie there versus Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry. Give me the Horn Frogs. TCU minus seven at Kansas. Wisconsin also with Charlie on this one. Minus 10 versus Northwestern. I love Duke minus three at Georgia Tech. Ohio State minus 25 and a half. Charlie and I are fighting on this one. Give me the Buckeyes minus 25 and a half on the road. Lay those points. I got Nebraska. Yes, I'm doing it. I'm crazy. I can't believe I'm doing it, but I am doing it. Nebraska minus three at Rutgers. I love two picks here for Oregon. Oregon minus 13 and a half at Arizona. I also like the Oregon over 41 team total. Boise State under 27 and a half team total. Losing their offense coordinator and their quarterback. Air Force minus 10 at Utah State. I'm going with Iowa State once again, riding the Cyclones. Plus two, this time at home against Kansas State. I like Kent State minus five and a half at Miami of Ohio. Texas, Oklahoma, or sorry, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State over 64 and a half. My upset special, fighting Charlie on this one. Give me the Knowles over the Wolfpack in Raleigh. My parlay, TCU, Wisconsin, Duke, Oregon to win all on the money line. That's plus 220. Guys, I'm feeling it this week. Got some more winners for you. So again, if you have not already done so, sign up for a new account at MyBookie. It's MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code UGA. Use these picks. Use whatever picks you want. Use your own brain. You guys know football. You don't need us. And make yourself some money. Take advantage of that promo deal while you can. But that's it. Right, Charlie? That's it for this week. Good all right, luck guys. to everyone. Hope you win some money. Hey, it's all about profit, guys. Put that money in those pockets. But hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. We got the Deep South's oldest rivalry. It's a big one here, guys. So obviously, we're going to be zeroed in on that. But hope you guys can win some money in the process as well. But thank you for being here. We love you guys. For Charlie, I'm Tyler. And as always, go dogs. <laughs>